0: Hey, what's going on, Motivators? Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast. Today is uh, Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday, the 28th of April, 2021. It's 81 degrees at 8 p.m., 8.09 to be exact. So that's pretty uh, interesting. It's a change. I say for the better, I' ready for some warmer weather here. I think we all are right a little catalyst to uh, heat things up, but not too much. I was quite humid though I actually had the the heat there or the air conditioning rather going this morning and throughout the day I had a healthy balance. I also had um, a friend come by. And drop off. She works at Costco. She was nice enough to get me some Mandevillas, or Mandevillas, I've discussed that debate uh, a few ca- a few times on the podcast. Mandevillas, I think this dude named Mandeville was it Herman? No, that's Herman Melville. I don't even know what the fuck he's up to, either. But um, somebody Mandeville like this flower. They named the flowers after him. Because we have to personify every fucking thing. Right? So... I'll look up the guy's name. I, I covered it before on the podcast. Anyway... I thought it was... Uh, Mandavillas, um, Or Mandavias, rather, I thought. But it's man. And the guy's last name was Mandeville. So, it turns out it's Mandevillas. Sounds not as exotic. So... Anyway, they're beautiful. My friend worked at Costco. She was nice enough, kind enough soul to bring me two sizable ones. And um, they're a climbing flower, like a vine, that that flowering vine is what they are. They're absolutely beautiful. There's another another, um, climber like that. How's it called? Clematis. And a lot of people put them around their mailboxes, really. There's a whole apparatus you can set up around your mailbox, and like a trellis climbs around, and it grows real thick, beautiful clematis, so, uh, so those are nice, anyway, I got two outside the office right now, I got my three ferns, I got my generous pot of pansies from my friend, uh, pots pan, uh, Pat's pansies, Pat's pot of pansies, he's a good friend of mine, nice enough to do that, um, and, what else do I got? Oh, I have a little uh, window planter that's got some flowers that are going to come up in that. I got wildflowers coming up. I'm going to freaking power wash the goddamn facade of the building. I'm going to paint this flowery uh, scene on the fence I keeps running into pieces like that. So I'm excited about doing that. So we're beautifying the office is what we're talking about. I got two freaking beautiful uh, chainsaw carvings out front there. The owl and then the fox are are positioned by day. They're outside the front of the office so people can see them and greet the little creatures like that and stuff like that. (laughs) How cool is that, right? So that's pretty neat. Look, today was a good day. It was a busy day. Um, As usual... There's, uh, it's never a fucking dull moment, you know, there's some people with things going on, and my job is to be calm, cool, and collected, and try to, uh, you know, uh, relieve some pain, and restore some function, make people laugh, uh, some stories that were told today, I have some friends, one's from Uzbekistan, um, and we're talking about, uh, that made me think of this... Uh, she says about Russia. And I was like, oh, Russia, yeah, you know. I was watching this Amazon Prime show. I'm crazy about this right now. Watched it over the weekend. It's called Happy People, One Year in the Taiga. And so the taiga, I'm going to give you the short version of this. Siberia. So people know Siberia by, uh, if you know anything about history, uh, gulags, Right, gulags are like prison camp, prisoner of war camps. Stalin et al. sent people, banished them to Siberia, which is a very uh, God forbidden place, God forsaken place that's up there um, near the Arctic Circle, I believe. It's very cold. So you freeze your ass off there. There's a tundra. There's also a big ass forest. And so, Happy People is basically about these indigenous folks and people who've lived in this um very remote land for a long time they live there they raise families there they hunt and fish and trap and survive in this little village and part of the year a uh, good part of the year the men uh they go out and something happened like there. the government gave them land and told them to go out and and trap and do all this stuff and I don't know if they were supposed to... It was like their job. but It was given to them under communist rule. Something like that. So they went up there and trapped and fished. And did all this stuff. And they've got it all figured out. So they make their own... Like a, like a snowshoe skis. It's like... You know, somebody uses a snowshoe to walk or run in the in, in the thick snow. Deep snow. Well, they make these skis... And they make them, the guy's talking about how to fashion a ski and select the right timber for the ski. And you, can, you, you boil the end of it and you can shape it into a, a point and so on and so forth. And it's just like absolutely unbelievable. The craftsmanship that is on display in this show. So we're talking about the Taiga. And uh, it's a, it's just a documentary by this guy, Werner Herzog. He did Grizzly Man. That was a pretty crazy show. Um, so it's really a wild sort of thing. They're hunting, they're fishing, they're trapping, they're raising their families, they're raising their dogs. They've got principles, they've got philosophies, and a lot of wisdom. And it makes me think of that, uh, that movie and the book and the reality of uh, into the wild, the young man who um, 20 years ago decided, fuck it, I'm out of this bullshit privileged life, I want to go and just drive and be a nomad and burn my money and strand, leave my car fucking with the keys in it somewhere, I'm just going to walk and I'm going to survive on berries and I'm going to do whatever, odd jobs, whatever the hell you do. Until, you know, I've had my fill. But um, Chris McCandless, so I talked a mouthful about him. It's that nature, nature that draws people in. You know, I've been touched by that in my life. Uh, something about these vast, you know, natural, natural worlds. The ocean, the bay, the creeks. Yeah, places that are near and far. Like I've never been, and I'll probably never go to Siberia. Um, and I should probably be thankful of that—that that I never go to Siberia. But I am enamored by and very intrigued about people who find themselves living on the edge of civilization and just dealing, however they can, surviving and being happy. They're genuinely seem to be happy people. Now, there's hardship everywhere. You can't—you can't hide from it. But the hardships that these people deal with, like... Think about the prototypical human, homo, homo sapiens. You know that that finds a way. Think about our origins and how we were hunters and gatherers. And once upon a time, we had to learn how to survive, live off the land, and make things, um, make our tools, make our dwellings, make our life, and survive in godforsaken places and with tremendous odds against us. And now it just seems like we just buy shit on Amazon and drive around and make things, and we think that that there's just no end to it. And that's why there's so many books and movies about post-apocalyptic worlds, because I think most of us can see something like that coming. Hopefully it doesn't happen, uh, you know, anytime soon. But anyway, not to get negative. Very, very interesting show. You should watch that. Um, Happy People, One Year in the Taiga. Very interesting. Even if you don't want to live that kind of life, I find it very interesting, right? At this moment, I got bugs that are bouncing off my windshield. We've got all kinds of critters that are emerging with the heat. We've got something that looks a little bit like a thundercloud, thunderhead, or accumulating. Maybe we get a little bit of a. Uh, storm coming in. Uh, shift gears real quick. I mean, I'm not, this is going to be a short podcast. So I don't want to get too crazy on things. There was a lot that I had covered, um, preview in previous podcasts and I just abandoned them. I started going in directions I didn't want to go in and you know how that goes. I've done that before. Um, but what happened since uh, it was the 22nd was my last podcast, a lot happened. We went out, uh, had some adult time. My wife and uh, and I had some family over. We had our cousins. My wife's cousins come over, uh, Chris and Nicole, and they got a little daughter. It was our kid's age, and they're old enough now where we can actually leave them at the house to hang out for a few hours while they play and we go out and have some light fare and a couple beers. Went over to a place called Skipback. There's a place called Brother Kirchner's Brewing Company. And you sit out there on a picnic bench uh, and you, we had some fries and we had some, uh, a Bavarian pretzel. We had a couple different beers and they're tasty-wasty, didn't get hammered or anything. Just had some conversation, some beers and laughs. We picked up food for dinner, went back to the house and there we were. We laughed. We carried on. We danced. Uh, we talked about cool things we're going to do together in the future. This whole crew. We're going to go on vacation together in July, so we're looking forward to that. Just really enjoy our time together. Love one another quite a bit. So that was a highlight of the weekend. Last weekend, I carved some wood. All right, working on a uh, friggin' my gnome. Finishing touches on my gnome and my mushrooms. A mushroom scene. I put a little gnome door on it. And a window, so that's neat. What else I, I do? Um, this is my last um, week. This is finals week for Gwynedd Mercy University anatomy instruction. They take their exam at 9 o'clock tomorrow morning. Best of luck to all my a and I saw one of my a and is graduating, um, I guess, this week. And she's saying, "Oh, I'm so you know, I'm so happy and so proud of myself, and I, we're appreciative of everybody who helped me get along the way." And I said, "You're one of my favorite peers And she said, "Oh, you, Doctor O, you're the best, best A.M.P. teacher ever. Thank you. You're one of the people that made it happen. Wonderful to have contributed to somebody's betterment like that. Makes the job worthwhile because Lord knows there are days when I just feel like, you know, folding up my freaking Laptop and going home, going out to the wood, the wood friggin' pile, and carving beautiful things. You know. So that's cool. That was all good stuff that I've done. We've had all kinds of things in the news that I could go off on tangents about. Still a lot of um, ooh, a lot of stuff, a lot of heat out there about um, unjustified killings. Uh, People dying at the hands of police. Uh, It's a tough job. I love police officers. I love uh, anybody who takes a stand and has the guts to do a job like that, which clearly has to suck um, on many days, especially now. Who the fuck would want to do it? Who would want to be a peacekeeper? Who would want to be a lawman or woman? Um, uh, I'm sure that there's a ton of good that is done a ton of good, and peace that is kept in heroic acts all the time. But holy shit, you know, there's some high-profile cases recently where you got people that are just, they're just getting killed, man. They're getting killed uh, running away. They're getting killed with their backs to the police. They're getting killed sitting in their car with with their hands on the steering wheel. Uh, They're getting killed... When they just drove the same person home um, an hour ago, or something like that, <laughs> the guy shows out with a house phone, and they thought it was a gun, and she killed him. And then they then and, and then they got to do uh, try to do life support, you know, and try to resuscitate these people that they shoot. It's like it's so fucking dumb, and I keep going back to the unfortunate reality that. Um, it's just a very capable tool, man, I mean, uh, definitely, the police should have access to firearms, there's a lot of dangerous people out there, a lot of violent crime, but it can't be our sole solution, guys, we can't be pulling out pieces like that, you know, if your life is in jeopardy, if, you know, and even then, I, I just don't know, man, problem is we have so many guns circulating, there's so much access to them by the, by criminals and by regular people, and they're unsecured, and they're, um, they're not, people aren't trained properly, and they're, it's a crazy effective tool, and you got some tools, some penis heads that are out there, and they're using them improperly, and you even have police officers Who are struggling to employ these tools with discretion? Can't pull out a taser when you you know, or pull out a uh, a forty caliber semi-automatic weapon when you're trying to pull out a taser. You can't empty a clip on people. It's just not necessary, you know. So we need to, uh, you know, with all the inventions and Shark Tank and all the, the cool shit that we can. You know, the bells and whistles that we can design that we can't design something. I don't know. Maybe we need to go simple and have a dog with every police officer. And have these dogs trained big time. And let the dogs out and let them freaking grab a hold of somebody's calf muscle and see if they want to fight back. You know? Let them grab somebody by the freaking scruff of the neck. And fear for their life, but you don't got to kill these people. I'm sure the dogs will be vilified, and then there'll be all kinds of uprisings because you know the notion that we're sicking the dogs on people. But you'd rather have a couple little canine marks in your in your in your leg than a bullet in your fucking back of your head, would you not? I don't know. I just don't know who is capable to uh, who is genuinely capable of employing these weapons. In a just way, in a just manner. I know civilians certainly are not. Most civilians are not, and most people. I think that um, a healthy percentage of those who even own guns. I'm going to go ahead and say that they are. They are not training as regularly as they should if they want to use it for the purposes that they declare. And I think they hide behind bullshit um, you know, interpretations of the Constitution. And I don't think that they should have... I think that's that some people, just like they shouldn't own a car or they shouldn't be able to have kids, I think that they shouldn't be able to own a gun. You know, if you, we all know some stupid motherfuckers that do all kinds of stupid shit. Irresponsible things, and if you if you cannot behave responsibly with predictability, then you shouldn't be able to own a firearm. But because it's the right of all of us to keep and bear arms, I guess we wouldn't stand in their way, right? Okay, you know that's the world that we live in. I understand, but there's you know there's rules and there are exceptions to every rule. We have officers of the law who have to. Qualify and train with these firearms, and these fucking a lot of these motherfuckers are doing stupid shit. Another dude, another couple officers that apparently they, you know, some old lady, they tackled her to the ground and broke her shoulder, dislocated her shoulder, and they're reviewing the the video, and apparently it said they they said, oh you hear that pop, oh I love I love this or something like that like kind of like you're too into it. When you're too into the job, like subduing, you look at everything as like some sort of sport. When you make a sport out of it, or you get some kind of charge over pushing people around, even old, little old ladies, you should not be a police officer. You're fucking done. Okay. And I think that there are a lot of people out there in every profession that fuck it up for the vast majority who are peaceful who are loving, who are professional and responsible. I think the same goes with police. I think there's some awesome cops, the vast majority, and there's some fuck-ups. And we're seeing those fuck-ups in action right now. It'd be like if there was, I don't know, a bunch of Marines that were doing something, unbecoming Marines. You know, that happens Periodically. I say Marines because it's something very special to me. So, you know, Marine sexual assault case. You know, Marine, you know, murders somebody. Marine, uh, you know, gets hit on by a, a tranny in some port city and kills a guy or gal or whatever the fuck. Uh, rape convictions. Um, negligent discharge, uh. Uh, there's so many. Any group of people is going to be some fucking people who are going to screw it up. And it doesn't make them the devil. It doesn't make them terrible human beings. It just makes them human. And also, it can make them very foolish, foolhardy, and somebody who we shouldn't entrust with the keys to the castle. Same thing with what what chiropractors. You know, a lot of good chiropractors out there. Some shitbirds out there that, that make... Um, make my job, makes my job harder, you know, they do something stupid, they'll hurt somebody inadvertently, or they'll, um, overcharge somebody, or they'll do something unethical, well, people remember that, and they, it's like we judge, we judge all by the few we're bigots, right, a black person does something hold it against all black people. A white person does something, hold it against all white people. And Asian, you know, it, it goes on and on and on. We definitely are um, pointing a lot of fingers at a lot of different groups. Sometimes it's justified. Uh, most often it is bigotry. Um, so there's that. And I could go on and on. I, I try not to read the news too much, but um, it's, it's, it's crazy as, as usual. It's like this random shit, you know, Bitcoin is very high. Uh, uh, Bitcoin spikes, Bitcoin takes a dump. Uh, Elon Musk and the other guy who owns Google, uh, are fighting over whose lunar lander is better. Elon Musk says, uh, anybody who wants to go to Mars should be ready to die. Um, Elon Musk is an uprising against Elon Musk because he, they want him to, to um, host Saturday Night Live. Um, Biden's first 100 days uh, looks really good because of his response to coronavirus. Uh, Biden's a piece of shit. Biden's a god. Uh, uh, Donald Trump said this. Uh, people who stormed the Capitol... This is what they were up to. And one guy said that, um, uh, what the fuck did he say? Who stormed the Capitol said that, oh, the reason why he was uh, inciting shit online and, and telling people to storm the Capitol because he was bored during the pandemic. And the guy who put his feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk said he called her a biatch instead of a bitch. And so um, that's a lot less inflammatory. And the cop that uh, was beaten the shit out of while the dickhead stormed the cap- the uh, Capitol. He's pissed because Trump said that they were uh, the protesters were kissing and hugging the police. And he has a different story to tell. And so on and so forth. And so on and so forth. Now, try not to turn my attention to this stuff. But you have to be aware of things as well. getting a little tired here. I'm heading home. Um, In closing, I'm going to say this. I spoke to a friend tonight. Somebody said that they are listening to the podcast. You know, I went on my website, trying to download some new patient forms, or taking a link to send to uh, new patients coming in tomorrow, and I saw that all my Google stuff is linked. So, my podcast is actually linked to the website, so people can go on there, and they can hear, they can look at my podcast, and and um, uh, I don't know if I want that (laughs) I don't know if I want that all the time I'm happy to have people tuning in Um, I I really am and I'm sincere about things that I say Um, I don't think I have any opinions that are I I try to be very balanced like I I don't have anything against you know you're not going to find me pointing a finger at people or you know saying that <clears throat> getting too political or anything like that. I do have some opinions like everyone else. I'm entitled to them, but uh, I don't necessarily know if I want all my patients to be listening to my podcast. Um, well, my friend came in today said she'd listen to the podcast and she enjoys it and said that you can't comment on it on podcasts. On my podcast. And you know what? I think I'm cool with that. Because, you know... This is just my opinion. Not that I don't... I would definitely like to engage with people sometimes... And hear what they have to say. But I think it would take a lot of my... My time. I think that I would... I'm a very feely guy. I'm a very uh, sensitive individual. And so... I do care. And I, I... not just speaking to hear myself speak. Uh, but I don't need everybody to necessarily respond to what I have to say. If you, if you care enough to listen, then I would, I'm so happy to have you. But I don't necessarily want to hear um, your two cents. No disrespect at all. Uh, I was telling the story. I had somebody chime in. Uh, there was a piece I did a while back, a couple years ago, on circumcision, whereby I said, you know, something in the news, or we're covering it in uh, the reproductive system in anatomy class, and we're talking about circumcision. And I talked about, you know, male and female circumcision and other rituals that are done very routinely. Right, male circumcision, most notably, it's done routinely. And like it's just, you know, just a just a keystroke, just one more step as part of the the birthing process. But there are risks to it, and it's not necessarily, um, to my knowledge, anything that mitigates uh, disease risk or cleanliness or anything like that. I told a story about somebody I served with who got a, a, a circumcision as an adult while we were in the Marines. And I was like, wow, I remember he was hurting real bad, really sore for a while and a lot of pain. And he did it, I think it was for cosmetic reasons. I don't think he was having any problems or anything like that. What the fuck is going on here? What's his ass face doing? Penis. Um... So, anyway, that's just an example that I have, and this person contacted me. That, that somebody who had, um, I think, is uncircumcised, but had some of the same thoughts that I had, the same observations, just wanted to compare notes, and thought it was, you know, he was uh, interested and wanted to cared enough to talk to reach out and talk to me about it. So he found me somehow, and and reached out, and uh, and we had a little conversation about it, I just said, hey, um, thanks for listening, man, and uh, I appreciate your point of view, that's how I am with most things, you know, I, nothing to the extreme, you understand what I'm saying, I think circumcision is something that's done to the extreme, you know, I think that, uh, again, just like matter of factly, Hey, okay, yeah, you're going to get your kid. Because every dick looks like a dick. Swollen purple soldier or whatever that you want to call it. looks like a fucking helmet or a damn, like a Peter, you know. It's got a dick head. whereas uh, people call uh, men with uh, uncircumcised, they call them aardvarks or something like that or make fun of them or whatever. Nobody wants to, wants to be different. <clears throat> and I can appreciate that. And if it's not something you want to do, you go, like you want to freaking put ass cheek implants in, or you want to get a tummy tuck, or Botox, or big fucking put your cellulite from your ass and your lips, or whatever you want to do. That's cool. If you want to cut your dick up, then you can do that. But I just think that it's a decision that we kind of make for our kids today. And eh, it's mutilation. I think. I think it removes a lot of very sensitive uh, penile material that um, you know could be others. You know, maybe intercourse would be more pleasurable. I don't know if it's possible to be any more pleasurable for most men. Very sensitive two pump chump types. Um, I don't know if I could stand it if I had any more sensitivity to sensitivity to my peter, my pecker head. But anyway, just calling it as I see it. Um, I'm no fucking anti-circumcision. You think that I go down to the courthouse or a fucking, uh, you know, the hospital or something and and, and stand with a fucking sandwich board and anti-circumcision, you're out of your mind. I don't feel that strongly about things. But I have my opinions. And so, anyway, just in closing, I am thankful that anyone would spend their time listening to my little podcast that is um, basically driving. I'm driving home to and from the office, have a little spare time, and if I feel a little froggy, I leap. If I find something interesting, uh, I've had an experience or a story to tell, I like to do that, spin a little yarn, share. Um, I never would want to be some prime time Hey, you know because there's a lot of pressure in those things. I would like to have some interesting guests on the podcast and we'll see where it evolves. I kind of am spitballing right now and it's good practice speaking like this and it's good also to hear yourself out loud. You know, sometimes you sound like an asshole. <laughs> I'm sure I do, you know, but it's my my right to do that. And uh if you're tuning in. I'm so happy that you're here. And i on the one hand, I would like to hear what you have to say and would enjoy engaging in conversation with you about uh, whatever topic and if you if you like to do that and you know me, most people that listen to the podcast do know me, contact me by by um, however whatever means you would like, whatever your preference is, and we will discuss. But conversely, don't feel like you have to. I'm just spitballing, you know? I mean no offense to anybody. Um, And if if you're somebody who is vehemently opposed with an idea that I have or doesn't agree or whatever, you don't have to tell me about it. Just go fuck yourself, right? All right. With that, home, tired, probably smell, but had a good day. Helped a bunch of people. Tomorrow's trash day. And that is freaking trash and recycling better be out on the curb. There we go. Good job, Oberst kids. All right, my friends. Tomorrow's another day moving steadily towards the weekend. Isn't that a beautiful thing? Time to start contemplating this... Weather, right? Let's see what kinda of forecast we got going for the weekend. Hopefully it's nice. <laughs>